Once again, welcome to another live session of the Potter's Gate online broadcast. My name is Isaiah Phillips. I came to allow. I want to especially welcome you again this morning. Well, it's still morning. It's just um, after 11. Well, this morning, once again, I'm going to continue to look at the concept of the salvation of the soul. And we've been dealing with the whole concept of uh, the conscience. Uh, this morning, we began to look into this a beautiful uh, topic that I believe this, the Spirit of the Lord is emphasizing in terms of coming into that arena of understanding, you know, the, the holistic reality of our salvation. As we've been sharing for a while, we are in a day of the redemption of the soul. We're in a day of the redemption of our soul faculty, everything that defines who we are, what we are, what we represent, you know, what we stand for, values, you know, preference, all these concepts within, you know, our soul life that has almost becoming, you know, a, a, an area of no go. The Spirit of God is beginning to unveil them to us and we are, you know, waiting and learning and, and getting to understand who we are truly from this arena of our, you know, soul life so that our spirituality can can you know can come into that arena of you know uh, uh, wellness wholeness and and you know divine you know uh, uh, um, integration and i think this is something that is laudable particularly for the church as we begin to see you know two emphasis today in the church our emphasis is to continue to push for the advancement of the of the speakings of god of the you know demand of god and and for that you know desire of of christ to be made manifest in our day we want to see a church right that is mature a church that has come into uh, 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 an arena of fullness. Thank you so much, Pastor. Aki, it's been a while. Nice to have you. I've also been away for for you know for a while now, but thank God I'm back back you know this morning, and we had such a nice time this morning. So thank you for joining once again. I always appreciate your connection. All right. So we we're dealing with uh, a very important aspect that I felt will add another layer. All right to our our quest and our pursuance in terms of you know coming into fullness coming into wholeness coming into completeness right and and to me i felt this is something that the spirit of the lord will have us continue to engage all right today we're going to continue on the concept of conscience spirituality and biblical standard all right this morning i, I started a little bit on that aspect basically just to in, give an introduction to what this is or what this means and then the Spirit of God just, you know, you know, redirect us to something more prophetic in terms of the state of the church. And I love it. All right. That's something you want to, you know, listen again if you have the opportunity, uh, Pastor. Uh, the, the, the teachings we did this morning, very profound, very prophetic, you know, speaking in terms of God's, you know, uh, position for the church, doc doctrinal emphasis, and how we, we need to engage the nature of the day. All right. We will continue to. 
look at the emphasis of the spirit because i believe as the spirit of god continue to emphasize you know the father's you know demand and directions and intention then we can begin to apply those emphasis to our various life in terms of defining all right the values of our spirituality where we are and where the lord will have us to be i mean i was reading a scripture uh, in fact maybe i should look at that scripture i was i was i was looking at a scripture of uh, was a few, few days ago yesterday if i'm not mistaken in uh, uh, Amos is it Amos eleven eight? Let me see if I can quickly open that scripture, because uh, that scripture speaks to something that. Um, let me see. In fact, while I'm trying to, let me just see if I can quickly open it in my. In my Bible here, got. Sometimes this electronics they are a bit. Okay, this this has opened. Let's see Amos, the book of Amos. Uh, um, yeah, while we have. You know, while I have my notes prepared, I also like when the Holy Spirit can, you know, tell you, okay, go here, you know, look at this. You know, I just open it now. I'm supposed to be looking at Amos 11, I think. I'm oh, thank you, Jesus. This is a problem sometimes with, oh, is it Amos 8.11? It must be Amos 8.11. Amos 8.11 because there is no Amos 11.8 let's see thank you father I think it's Amos 11 let's see. let me see oh thank you father yes it's Amos 11 Amos, excuse me, Amos 8, 11. It says, in, it, it said, the days are coming, declares the sovereign Lord. When I will send a famine through the land. It said, not a famine of food or, or a thirst for water. It said, but a famine of hearing the word or the words of the Lord. It said, men will stagger from sea to sea and wander from north to east, searching for the word of the Lord. But they will not find it. What a day, what a scarcity of the speakings, of the revelation, of the intentions of God. So we are in that day, there's no doubt that we are in a day where Amos 8.11 is speaking about a day where there is farming of the word of God. Obviously, everybody's got the word of God. I mean... We can't, we can't talk about a shortage of scriptures and, 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 and messages. I mean, it's all over the place, particularly in the day where, you, you know, you talk about, you know, a platform of podcasts, just like I'm doing. Everybody's saying something. There, there's a word. There's a, there's a declaration. There's a proclamation all over the place. But there is that word that the spirit, amen, speaks in season that shifts the church, that shifts our life, that takes us from point A to point B, that takes us from, from point, you know, uh, three to point four. That is what the spirit of the Lord is speaking. That in that day, there's going to be a time, all right, where there's going to be a famine of the word of God because of the condition of, you know, society, because of, you know, the spirit of levity and, 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 and frivolity that we're seeing, that mentality of not 
honoring the word of God, not listening, not adhering to the prophetic, you know, speakings of God, to the demand of God, not obeying, you know, what the spirit of the Lord is doing in a day where, or, you know, society are trivializing the things of God, where or, uh, the priest and, 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 and the society are teaching the Nazarenes to drink wine, all right, and they are saying to the prophets, don't prophesy, be quiet. The, the Lord says, in that day, I will shut amen, the heavens in releasing the due word. So men, men, the scripture says men will run through and through. They will, they, will, they will stagger from one realm to another and not find that prophetic speakings of God, that debar of God, that declaration of God. I mean, what a day we live in. And I think in the reality of this new day, we need to honor, we need to cherish, we need to have a sense of reverence, a sense of, you know, a sense of, you know, of, of, of zeal and appreciation, a sense of, you know, a, a sacredness of that which the Spirit of God is saying. And, and, and one thing that I've, I've found the Spirit of God as constantly, you know, you know, re releasing to my heart is as when you're coming on air, when you when you want to give the word, all right. You you while you prepare, you cannot depend on your own idea. So I, I thank God that you know, even before I came, you know, asking the Lord, lead me, touch my lips, help me to speak what you want your people to hear, what is required for this season in time. And I believe that what we're doing, all right, in in this uh, uh, um in this platform is to be able to release that prophetic speakings that proclamation that declaration that unveiling if you will of of the of the heart of god you know of the mind of god so that people can come into that dimension where they can have amen the you know the demand of god the requirements of god and be able to adjust their life in terms of what the spirit of god amen is saying and demanding and to me i think that is something that is what you know uh you know giving thanks to that there's a place we can go to and have you know the speakings of God just before I was getting myself ready to come you know this uh, 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 you know morning uh, it's like I was hearing the spirit of the Lord saying to me you know Isaiah you're on a day where I am bringing you know the nations to the point of divine convergence the people are coming to the place where everybody all right can begin to say we are hearing you know, that holistic, that demand, that reality of God's word in a season in time. I mean, I, I never even saw it from that, you know, perspective until, you know, the Lord began to emphasize that. He says, you, 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 are, you are in a day of the mountains. You are in a day of the mountains and my word is going out, is going forth from this hill. And I'm like, okay, what is the hill? Obviously, the hill, amen, is this platform of, you know, internet connectivity that today you know there is a divine equalization all right there, there, there are certain truth okay that were proclaimed and declare you know at certain quarters certain regions okay they were i know there were certain truths that were released to us while i was in nigeria back then that you know we ran with that certain part or of the world did not have not because they didn't want it but somehow they were not open they were not you know they didn't get access to that you know to that revelation or right? there were certain truth that were released you know back then in america where other parts of the world did not release excuse me did not receive all right not because you know uh, uh, there was something you know, uh, 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 wrong with other society is just the fact that, okay, they, they didn't have the kind of prophetic uh, uh, connection, the kind of apostolic, you know, you know, maturity to access those words, okay? And so those words were limited to certain regions. And people in those regions, they benefit from it. 
all right and and every region had had his own if you will their own seasons and their own blessings if you will but now the, the, there is the emphasis of corporate maturity there's an emphasis of corporate maturity and that's what the spirit of the lord does when the spirit of god wants to end an age okay and birth something new i know I'm, I'm deviating from what i have in mind but like i said i've always loved to open my spirit up to allow the spirit of god to speak to me in terms of what he wants the people to hear all right in the season in time then i'll come back to all right you know what you know uh, 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 we, we, we want to deal with in terms of conscience spirituality and biblical standard all right so i believe right now that there is that is a crescendo where we're hitting a crescendo in the spirit we're coming into an arena we're coming to a heel in the spirit where the voice of god all right is echoing all right breaking barriers and breaking you know uh, if you will you know uh, boundaries okay where this word is not just coming from america it's not just coming from one you know part of the world it's not just limited to you know one region in africa neither is it you know limited to one part in in europe this is a day this is a time where all right we are hearing the word of god and the word of god is bringing everybody at least in this generation in this season in time the lord is bringing his word is excuse me the lord is releasing his word that is bringing us to a divine spiritual equilibrium that is a divine standard just like the scripture said in the day of john the baptist the bible says in that day the mountain shall be made low the valley shall be shall be made you know the valley shall be you know shall be shall be filled the crooked path shall be made straightened i mean that is a dimension all right that was proclaimed and and and, and released in terms of revelation all right to prepare amen the ministry of jesus just after the ministry of john amen settled and prepared this order of truth that was released we saw jesus came amen into the fall we saw jesus came amen into into the scene now i believe this, this that's the same thing that is happening in our time that is that is a prophetic you know release that is bringing amen the valleys amen to to the place of equilibrium to where the mountain is there is a place that is aligning amen the crooked part amen to you know to, with the straight road there is a dimension where amen the the, the, the heel of the lord hallelujah is is being is 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 is, is being felt or the mountain of the Lord, the speakings of the mountains of the Lord is being felt all across the nation. So the point is only those who have the ears to hear. If we have the ears to hear, if we have the passion and the longing and the desire, amen, to come to that day of divine maturity, this is the best time. This is the best time to be spiritually mature. This is the best time to journey along, amen, with those people who have been hearing, who have been proclaiming, who have been, you know, sounding the alarm. This is the time where, amen, everyone should be able to hear the sound, the, the blowing of the trumpet. And if you and I will align our heart and align our mind and allow the Spirit of God, amen, to, to, to bring us to the next dimension, amen, of the emphasis of the Spirit, will we hear the voice of God? we will be mature we will be developed we will be empowered we will we will be upgraded all right so so there is a divine 
equilibrium that is taking place right now. There's a divine balance, okay? This is not a time where, you know, some, you know somebody somewhere, all right, seem to be more spiritually mature, all right, than other people in, in some other region. Right now, there is, there is a divine convergence. God is bringing everybody into a dimension, amen, where we hear, where we know, where we receive, amen, the speakings of God, because this speaking is what is going to prepare us, amen, for the next reality, for the next emphasis of God, for the next dimension, amen, of spiritual, you know, demand. So it's important that we listen, that we hear, all right, that we, that we incline our, hear, our ears to what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Anybody, all right, be it in America, be it in Europe, be it in Africa, amen, that are tuning into the frequency of the Spirit, I tell you, we'll be saying the same thing that I'm saying because it's, it's, it's a general, you know, spiritual principle that when God wants to bring an age, okay, to an end, and when God is closing an age and is ushering in something new, all right, he brings his people to a position where everybody can hear, where everybody can see, so that nobody on that day will say, but nobody told me this thing. Nobody, you know, warned me. Nobody, no. For 120 years, amen, you know, the building of the ark was a dimension of, a, of you know, of the message from the mountain of the Lord, that when people pass by every day and pass by the street or pass by the house, amen, of Noah, they could see something that was different from, amen, the rest, and they could look at the pattern and say, Mr. Noah, what kind of a house are you building what kind of you know because back then nobody knows there is a boat god just says build it build this thing all right and that was that was a picture that was you know a, a prophetic you know signal to the people to change amen their pattern of building to change the message they're feeding on all right now i just read a scripture that said in that day the days that we live in let me read it again let me read again amos chapter 8 verse 11 in that day the days are coming. These are the days. He says, listen to this, friends. He said, the days are coming, declares the sovereign law. So when, when God speaks from the position of his sovereignty, you better understand that this is going to come to pass. This is not something that we can debate. This is not something that we can, you know, uh, accept or reject. No, it's going to happen. The when God speaks from a position of his sovereignty, we have to respond and respond, amen, with the sense of urgency and with the sense of truth and with the sense of sacredness. It says, the sovereign Lord declares, all right, that a day is coming. It says, well, he said, I will send famine. I will send famine throughout the land. It says, not a famine of food or of thirst of water. God said, I'm sending, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Pastor Edgar, <laughs> I, I thought you are getting married. I, what, what's going on? Where are you? <laughs> or when is the marriage taking place? <laughs> All right, don't mind me. <laughs> All right. So, so the Lord says, these are the days as a marriage already taking place. You know, these are the days we live in that dimension that you get married, you just continue the journey. Praise the Lord. Bible says, the days, amen, that we live in are days where the Lord is Sending, he's sending. So I'm gonna send a famine into the land. He said, not a famine of physical food, not a famine of thirsty. Amen. You're, you're not thirsty for Coca-Cola or Sprite, amen, or Fanta, whatever you, it, it is. He says, I'm sending a famine. He said, it's gonna be a famine. Listen to this. He said, it's gonna be a famine of hearing, hearing the words of the Lord. 
You know, most times when we even quote it, we say it's a famine of the word of God. No, no, it's not a famine of the word of God. It's a famine of hearing the word of God. So the Bible says in that day, men will, men will, men will not want to hear the word of truth. Amen. They will, they will gather for themselves false teachers. All right, who, 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 who will give them all right what they want to hear? They, the Bible said they will have itching ears, they will no longer have a desire, a passion, amen, to want to hear the speakings of God, the Daba of God. They will no longer long for, amen, the, the, the heart of God. They will no longer long for a word that is coming from the throne of God. They will want a motivation, all right, they will want something that will just, you know, seek to tell them it is well. You know, you can do it, like I was sharing this morning, you know. About this issue around Kaya West, all right, you, 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 you will see how the church is, is reflecting, you know, a sense of the lack of truth and the lack of understanding about the things of the spirit. Where people are saying, No, this guy is born again, and that there's nothing, I mean, no one, no one is saying he's not born again, but we're saying, Amen, what we are seeing in terms of the principle, in terms of the, the fruit that we are seeing, is not reflecting a dimension of a life that has come under the divine subject under the divine authority and like I was sharing this morning we saw that in the life of Saul when, when Saul gave his life to Jesus everything that he knew, everything that he had, his position, his influence, his authority, amen his connection, everything was shut down and they led him into a time, alright 14 years, nobody heard of this man when he came out, my God one third of the scripture amen, was downloaded into this man his dimension of the operations of gift, amen, left from just human influence and just talent, amen, to becoming the voice of God. That is important. We saw that also with the life of Moses. All right? Moses, after growing in the university of Egypt and in the house of Pharaoh, he was a prince. He was a prince. I mean, this guy was influential. He had it all. 40 years, he finally, the Bible says he finally came to his mind. He, he found his identity. And he made up his mind. No, I'm no longer going to remain the son of Pharaoh's daughter. And the next thing he did, he stepped into his ministry. Because by now he had an understanding of where his ministry was. All right, He was supposed to be a savior. But the modus operandi, the method he, he used amen, in, 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 in carrying out that ministry... Amen. Was disqualified. He killed a man. And by the next time we heard of Moses, he was running away. The next time we heard of Moses, he was in the land of, in, of, of, of you know, of, 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 you know, he was, in, he was in a foreign land. He was in a foreign land and he was there for the next 40 years. That was a man we thought was ready. That was a man that thought he was ready. In fact, I would assume that he was ready. 40 years. God is not in a hurry to use us. God is not, about, is not about using our gift. That gift, that talent has to go through a season of death, barrier, resurrection and, ascend, and ascension before God can use it. No man in this last day earlier would just come and say, I'm born again. And then suddenly he just moved from, you know, one thing he's doing. He moves to another thing, still operating in that same dimension. No, no, it doesn't work that way. That is not biblical. That's not what we saw in the scripture. So for all I care, Kaiawes is born again. But guess what? He needs to go and surrender and submit himself to the principle, to the biblical principle, amen, of development, of growth, which he doesn't have. 
You can't grow, amen, while, while you're running around holding, you know, service every Sunday in the name of you've got a gift. That's not how spiritual things work. So if you're listening to me and you think iOS, amen, is doing the right thing, I'm telling you you're wrong because it's not biblical. It's not biblical. And I can give you other examples, you know. But these are just by the way. But it's not also by the way because these are part of the things today that is dividing the church. Like I said this morning, all right. We're dealing with a church that is divided because the church, amen, is not holistic in, 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 in our understanding, in our view, in our perspective about the things of the spirit. The church is so shallow that anybody can wake up today, amen, and say, I mean, this is a guy who claimed he was Christ. This is a guy who claimed he was Jesus. This is a guy who sold, who, who, you know, who sold his soul, amen, to, to Lucifer. I mean, I watched the movie. I watched, I watched the documentary. This guy, he, as you know, offered himself to Lucifer. He, 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 he sang a song with Jay-Z. You know the guy, the that rapper they called Jay-Z. I mean, he sold his soul to, to Lucifer. He was singing about Lucifer. Google it on, on, on uh, you know, on YouTube. You'll find it there. Kaya West and Lucifer. Just Google it. You will see that. So somebody cannot wake up tomorrow and suddenly say, well, I've given my life to Jesus and that is all. Like I was sharing this morning, we saw that with Simeon the sorcerer. There's nothing wrong in giving your life to Jesus. It is the fruit that follows that, that, that allow us to begin to track and trace and see if indeed and the fruit that must follow when a man gives his life to Jesus Christ, amen, is that you shut up, amen, is that you shut down, Allah, is that even if you are the, mo even if you are the president, amen, if you give your life to Jesus, there are certain things that you cannot just go and speak on behalf of Jesus. No, you have to submit, you have to go under the tutelage, under the development, under the spiritual growth, hallelujah, that allow you to mature. The Bible says you desire the sincere milk of the word of God that you may grow thereby. There's a growth that is required. After that, and friends, it takes time to grow. <laughs> Jesus, at the age of 12, amen, we saw him operating in powerful gifts. The Bible says he was declaring things that the Pharisees, the doctors in the, in the, in the temple were wondering, where does this boy get such a knowledge? At the age of 12, Listen to this. Listen to this. The things of the spirit, amen, is not microwave. The things of the spirit are not microwave. Oh, no, no. Oh, it's, gift is not what defines the ministry of the last day. And it has never been, amen, the idea of the ministry of the first day. And it will not be the ministry of the last day. Gifts are good. But gift comes, hallelujah, with maturity. Every gift must be mature. Jesus, at the age of 12, began, amen, his ministry. And, uh, and the scripture said his parents were looking for him. Three days journey, they couldn't find him. They went back, saw him in the temple. Mister, we've been looking for you. What, what, what are you doing? He said to them, don't you know I must be about my father's business? That was zeal. But Jesus, amen, needed zeal to be more with knowledge. He needed experience. He needed to know how to submit his gift. He needed to take that gift, that grace the Father has given. He needed to bury that thing for the next 16 years and grow and mature and develop and come into a day where, hallelujah, he can be now sent to the people that when he comes out of that water, a voice, a voice from the Father will come and proclaim and declare, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. That's the order. It's never about gift. It's never about talent. 
If it's about talent and gift, by now the job will have been done. <laughs> if it's just about gift and talent, friends, the job will have been done. But it's never about gift and talent. You have to go through a process. You have to go through a development. You have to go through a season. You have to go through, amen, the eye of the needle. Yes, you have to go through the threshing. You have to go through the fire. I said it this morning. I'm going to say it again. Somebody like him must take that microphone, that gift, whatever he has, amen, and go hang it somewhere and go submit himself. That's how, that's the pattern of spiritual development. Unfortunately, many people, amen, particularly in this part of the world and in America, do not understand that concept of ministry. And that's why amen, our ministry are half-baked. That's why our ministry have been hijacked by the enemy. That's why our life, amen, somehow just continue to nosedive. That's why the enemy, amen, is, is, is having a full day. That's why today you look at all these false prophets. They can come and just declare Jesus and everybody follows them. Why? Because our spirituality, amen, is, is very shallow. Yes. Yes, you have the word of God, but that word has fallen on a shallow ground. The Bible talks about, amen, a one who received the word of God. But because, amen, the ground was shallow, when the sun came and squashed that seed, it died. Friends, I cannot afford not to declare this thing. We are in the days of the end. And in the days of the end, we have to redefine, amen, the whole order of, of, of our spirituality and Christian ministry. We have to redefine what redemption and salvation is. Many people, amen, just left their day on the first day. They're not, yeah, hallelujah, praise God. As long as they can, hallelujah, praise God, and speak in tongues, amen, and quote a scripture suddenly, we, we, we appoint them. Suddenly, we make them some God knows what. Yes, that was what we saw amen, with the minister of Philip's, like I sh shared this morning. I mean, Philip thought, this, this guy's born again. Wow. This guy's born again. Wait until Peter comes. Wait until Peter, amen, begins to raise the standard of true spirituality. And Peter could see into this guy and say, you are a son of the devil. The goal of darkness, the goal of bitterness is still in you. You are not born again yet. And Peter was ready to curse this man who claimed. I mean, you do that in our day. People will, people will, people will castigate you. They will tell you, you, you are too, you are, you are, a, you are a fundamentalist. You are, you are this. You are too extreme. They will call you all kinds of names just because you set the standard. No wonder people are falling by the wayside. No wonder today witches, all right, are governing the church. No wonder people are starting, witches are starting church. They call it witch church. We find them in America. No wonder all kinds of perversion and wickedness and, 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 and ungodliness are taking place in the church. No wonder people can easily be deceived. I keep saying it, you know, if I want, if I want to follow the path that these people are following, today I will have the biggest church in South Africa. Because I know what people want. It's a market. If you have the product, you, it will sell. Guess what? I have nothing to sell than to proclaim Jesus Christ and declare him with the highest level of divine standard. I'm not looking for members. I'm not looking for people to join. Listen, this is, this is a dimension of a day 
that we're coming into where as the Lord raised the standard, amen, those who are seeking the standard will say, come, let's go up. It's not coming down. You have to go up. We're going up to the mountain, to the hill. Yes. We're going up to the hill of the, of the house of the God of Jacob. There he will teach us. There are things that we need to teach our generation. There are things we need to bring the people into. But guess what? I'm not going to come down. Amen. For you to have that thing. No. You have to place premium value on the things of the spirit. God are the days where we chip in the things of God. We reduce the standard just because we want people to come. No. These are the days where God is selecting. These are days where God is unpicking. These are days where God is, hallelujah, you know, bringing us to a place where he's searching for quality, not quantity. Quantity is the language of the world. Quality is the language of the kingdom. You understand? Everyone who wants to come through this dimension, through this order, must be ready to lose his soul, must be ready to lay down his life, must be ready to lay down, to lay down his suke. You must be willing. If you're not ready to lay down, amen, your, 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 your guardedness, your, your, your big manism, you know, if you're not ready to surrender and submit to the lordship, to the authority of Christ, listen to this, there are still men who are tracking with God in the midst of the perversion and the wickedness and, and, and the apostasy that we are seeing in the church. There are still the true church. We still have the true ecclesia. There are still those called, called the sons of the Rechabite who have not touched the wine. Whose mouth, hallelujah, have not touched the wine. There are still Nazarites. There are still Nazarenes, hallelujah, who sees us as not touched their head. Come on. We've got to understand this. God still have his own. In every generation, hallelujah, God have his own remnant. And if you are searching, if you are seeking, you will look for those remnants. They will direct you. They say, go the way of Gaza. Go the way of the wilderness. Amen. You will find one called Philip. Go the way of the wilderness. You will find one called, hallelujah, Peter. Go the way of the wilderness. You will find one called John. It's crazy, but he's a man of God. They were coming, but he was declaring, who, who want you to come? You brood of vipers. I mean, how many pastors today will, will make such decree and declaration? You brood of viper, who want you to come? People say, who want to go to that kind of a church? Ah, that's a church you want to be. A church that will tell you the truth. A church that will raise the standard. So that if you want it, you pay the price. Not pay money. Not the days where you pay money to get excited, to get somebody entertain you. All right? And you go home still miserable. Come on, friends. The day of the Lord is at hand. The kingdom of God is near us. And we have to, we have to, we have to continue to raise the standard. I've said it before. The more, amen, we feel the proximity of the kingdom, the more we have to adjust. The more we have to adjust, the more we, the more we have to die daily. 20 years Paul was dying until he said, it is no longer I who live. Friends, it's attainable. Let nobody change your spiritual development for entertainment, for motivation. The soul must be brought to the point, amen, of total surrender and total yieldedness. So, so we in a day, the scripture says, there's going to be a famine of the word. There's going to be a famine of the word. A famine of hearing the word of God. 
Let me read that scripture again. Amos chapter 8, verse 11. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will send a famine on the land, not a famine of bread. This is NIV translation now. No, no, is this NIV? Okay, this is the Berean translation. It says, not a famine, amen, of the of you know of bread, nor of thirst for water, but a famine of hearing the words of the Lord. So developing a passion, a hunger, a thirst. You see, that takes someone whose soul has been subjugated, has been surrendered, has been has been hamstrung by the Lord. Where your soul begins to thirst for the hearing of the speakings of heaven. You see, not just hearing the word of God. No, there's a difference between hearing the word of God, amen, uh, 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 and hearing the speakings of God. There is a speaking, there is that which the spirit, let those who have ears hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying. There is a proclamation, there is a declaration, there is a bulging, there is a coming, there is a speaking of that which, amen, the father demands and requires for this season in time that is designed to upgrade us that is designed to build us that is designed to take us to the next level just before you know uh, um we began I, I began to share with us that there is an equilibrium that is that is a general understanding right now that is taking place in the spirit realm all right gone are the days where you know the word of the lord is just locked to one you know region of the earth where okay something is happening in america but you know it's taking another three four years for people in africa and some part of the world amen to receive it no those days are gone god has broken the barrier god has broken down the walls amen the the, the wall of spiritual segregation the walls amen of spiritual limitation has been broken these are days where amen the spirit of the lord is proclaiming and declaring a general prophetic word that will bring everybody to a day of spiritual crescendo where we can move into the next reality of god's divine intention so it's important that we hear it's important that we know it's important that we incline our ears the problem is where is the word of the Lord? And how? And where can we hear that with the Spirit of the Lord is saying? Well, you're hearing it. You're hearing it. Because these are not my own words. We're tracking the Spirit of God. I've been tracking the Spirit of God for the past 30 years. Tracking the heart of God. Tracking the mind of God. I've placed a tracker on the Father. Journeying with Him. No matter how high and difficult and challenging, amen, the path has been, we've been tracking. There are times we fall, but we get up again. We keep tracking because we must have a word, amen, to proclaim and declare to the generation. Say, this is the heart of God. This is the mind of God. He said, on that day, you will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the path. That's what we've been doing. So I can tell you. What you're hearing, amen, is not the word of Isaiah. This is the word coming from the presence of God. Like I said, this morning, I was just preparing myself to come, you know, for this second session. And the Spirit of the Lord said, I have brought my people to a place 
of, of divine synchronization. I brought my people to a place where everybody now has access to the mountain, have, have access to, you know, to my heel, have access to what I am saying. And I'm like, God, what are you talking about? He said, don't you understand that this platform that I've, I have given to you and to many, this platform, platform that I've given to this generation, what is the platform, Lord? It says the internet platform. Don't you understand, silly? Listen, the internet platform. The internet platform is the current mountain of the Lord. The internet platform is the current mountain of the Lord. That today nobody is disenfranchised from the speakings of God. From the heart of God. From the mind of God. If God will find an instrument. Hallelujah. That instrument's voice will, 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 be, will be echoed. Hallelujah. Into the heart. Into the home. Amen. Of a person in, in Afghanistan. In Pakistan. Stand, come on in Kuwait, amen. In London, in somewhere in France, come on, somewhere in Ghana, because there are no boundaries to the speakings of God. Think about it. I mean, that humbled me. Not like we've not been tracking this thing, but it's you know, it's, it's like when God re echoed this thing, you just like Lord. So these are sacred days, friends. I mean, many of, many of us that are connecting with me. Yes, Pastor Edgar connecting from, Zam, uh, from uh, Mozambique. You know, some people are watching me from uh, 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 Botswana. Some are watching me, my dear sister, from, I guess, from Nigeria, I will, I will assume. All right. Uh, other people are watching from different, some are watching from Namibia. There's some, sometimes you have I've got people watching from America. Sometimes people from, you know, United Kingdom. What a sacred day. In such a day, you don't want to come and mess up. You don't want to come say your own thing. In in that day you don't want your soul to be in charge you want the spirit of god hallelujah to, to 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 speak so that we can maximize the moment these are sacred days i mean it makes you to shiver it it, it brings fear into your life godly fear because you've got people tracking from different parts of the world just by a click it's a scary day Friends is a scary day. If you're not scared about the realities of the days we live in, then I don't know what will I don't know what will bring you to the place of awe and reverence. Who thinks about this 30 years ago when the scripture says in that day the two witnesses will proclaim the message and everybody will hear them? I mean, 20, you know, 30 years ago we give all kinds of you know prophetic interpretation no the interpretation is that there is going to be a technology called amen the internet that will allow people at, at at every point in time to hear the word of god come on no barrier no sound barrier no time barrier it's a scary day friends there was a period in time where you want to broadcast words like this. You need nothing less than 50,000 to 100,000, you know, US dollars for people like TBN and CNN and, you know, and all the ends and all these powerful media. All right. To, 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 to even look at you. you. You've got the money, but you, you don't have you don't have the cloud. You don't have the carriage. You're not connected to some bishop. You, 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 you're not connected to some apostle. They will not even give you a slot. I, God I collapse all that. What a day to be afraid. What a day to be scared. Now all I need to do is to have a, a data and have a good phone and that's it. And you just go ahead and proclaim that's here the Lord. 
Friends, these are scary days. Are you, are you picking the heart of what the Spirit... So, these are, these are days where we are coming to a crescendo. We have come, in fact, not coming. We have hit that crescendo. We are in the day of the mountain of the Lord. We are in the day of the heel of the Lord. There is a word, there is a proclamation coming right now, hallelujah, from the heel of the Lord, hallelujah, that is bringing, that is broadcasting a, a message of divine equilibrium, a message of divine order, a message of divine, amen, you know, proximity, a message message that is bringing everyone to come to the next reality a message that is calling us to the day of the feast of the lord come on in this reality of a day you can't just come and just be saying your own thing <laughs> you've got to know you've got to have you know just while i was thinking about this you know suddenly it dawned on me when god said jeremiah this day i have made you a prophet to the nations and i'm thinking Okay, Lord, that begins to make sense. This day I've made you a prophet to the nations. But Jer Jeremiah is in one location. But God is saying, I've made you a prophet. So what, how would Jeremiah be able to proclaim that kind of a message? Well, in his day, I didn't know how he do it. How he did it. But in our day, we who are the sons of Jeremiah, amen. I don't need to be in, in Judea, Samaria, the uttermost part, come on, to proclaim the message of Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost part that from my Jerusalem, I can begin to access Judea. I can begin to access, hallelujah, Samaria. I can begin to access the uttermost part of the earth. Hey, it's a dangerous day. It's a dangerous day. I'm scared. You don't want to miss God in the realities of the days we live in. That you are fulfilling the scripture. Can a nation, can a nation be born in a day? I mean, we've seen it. We've got the, we've got the technology. We've got the instrumentation. Hallelujah. To proclaim. I mean, we can harness, we, we can summon a whole nation just by one click. It's scary. What, I, what, what do I mean by that? The things that God is downloading. You see, God never gives us this kind of a technology without giving us a message. God never gives us a technology amen, that can change the world in a day without giving us a message to back that kind of technology. You get the point that I'm making? That's why I'm saying we cannot afford to have this kind of technology and still be playing around and still be doing our own thing. And still just be posting you. You're posting your face. Posting some kind of ungodly things. Come on. God gives you this platform for a, for a reason. We don't know for how long we're going to have this platform. This opportunity. It's like, it's like God earlier breathing into the heart of, 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 you know, of what's his name now? Cyrus. Cyrus. It's time for my people to go back. And they must build my temple. I've commanded you, Cyrus, to rebuild. I mean, you know that Cyrus did not re Cyrus was not the one that rebuilt the temple. But there were people. He said to Ezra, choose among your people. He released the resource. What a resource God is giving to us right now to begin to rebuild, to begin to rebrand, to begin to restructure, to begin to, hallelujah, transform and reconstruct, hallelujah, the broken temple, the broken altar, the broken, you know, uh, uh, you know, you know, walls of Jerusalem. And then we're doing our own thing. I mean, we will pay for it. So as we understand the sacredness of the days that we live in, we need to incline our ears 
I mean, I just had a few few days of fasting. I mean, people thought, okay, this guy's going to rest. I wasn't resting. I was praying and fasting. And just to pick the heart of the Lord. Just to pick the mind of God. Just to know what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. There's so many things the Spirit of God is saying that we've got to track. We've got to track them one by one. But one of the things that we're picking, as I'm going to come back to, you know, what we're looking into, but one of the things the Spirit of the Lord is saying to us that you and I need to really engage in, engage in is Amos 8.11. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord. And friends, the days are already here. When I was sent farming on the land, not a farming of bread or thirst for water, but a farming of hearing, 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 hearing the word of the Lord. Today people are not hearing the word of the Lord. They are hearing the words of men. They are hearing the words of men of God. They are hearing the words of some good preacher. They are hearing the word amen, of some good you know, motivator. They are hearing the word of some good you know, peak performance. They are hearing the word of some hybrid message that is just tearing their soul, staring their soul, but have no capacity to bring the soul to submission. There's a famine of hearing the word of the Lord. The word of God, listen to this friends, the word of the Lord is the proclamation of the prophetic intentions of God. The word of the Lord is not just a preaching. No, the word of God is the declaration, is the dabar of God, is thus of the Lord. Come on, that is the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord is to bring us to the divine order, to the divine standard, to the divine structure, to the divine pattern. Hallelujah. The word of God is demanding us to come to a day of alignment to the nature of Christ, to the will of the Lord, to the, to the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Surrender and submit yourself. When you hear the word of the Lord, the Bible says it will convict the world of their sin. When we hear the word of the Lord, hallelujah, it will turn our heart once again, amen, to look to the hill where our help comes from. When we hear the word of the Lord, our eyes will continue to look up unto the Lord, hallelujah. When we hear the word of the Lord, we will continue to do away, we will continue to divorce and discard ourselves from the issues of this world. Love not the world, nor the things that are in the world. If anyone love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. The day where we will start hearing the word of the Lord, it adjusts, it adjusts our beliefs. It adjusts our values. It adjusts our templates. It adjusts, hallelujah, how we see things, how we understand things, how we respond. It adjusts amen, our love, our passion, our compassion. It adjusts our entire structure. We become more like Christ. We become more like Christ. We begin to enter into the realm of immortality. Yes. Those who long for this dimension. Paul said in the book of Romans. Amen. That they begin to apprehend immortality. Is a life. Is a reality of a life. Ah hallelujah. People will stagger from sea to sea. And roam from north to east. Seeking the word of the Lord. But will not find it. Have you seen people that run from place to place? One conference to another. From conference in America, they run to conference in Europe. From conference in Europe, they run to the one in Asia. From Asia, searching for the word of the Lord. Nah, -uh. The word of the Lord be 
becomes a reality when your soul is surrender and submit amen to that which the spirit of god demands a rebellious soul will not hear the word of the lord hallelujah i guess those are prophetic release okay let's go back to the message for the day <laughs> Once again, I want to appreciate everyone that is connected with me again this this afternoon. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate appreciate uh, the gesture. Please continue to support us. All right. Now we want to deal with, or we're dealing with your conscience, our conscience, spirituality, and biblical standard. That's what we're dealing with. And the reason why we're dealing with it is because we are looking into the whole environment of our soul life. Okay. Uh, uh, what the, the 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 present frontier, amen, of spiritual redemption, of spiritual, you know, salvation and spiritual maturity, amen, is the realm of our soul faculty. All right, every order, every aspect of our soul must be brought under divine alignment, must be brought under divine authority, must be trained, must be realigned, amen, must be recultured, if you will, amen, must be must be brought under the influence, amen, of the ministry of the spirit. All right? We cannot afford to live our life or journey in the things of the spirit while our soul is in rebellion. While, amen, the faculties of our life, amen, negates the standard, the demand of God. No, we're coming into divine union. We're coming into divine synchronization. Amen. We want, amen, our life. It was, it was David who said, let, let, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be accepted accepted in your sight oh god now that is a that is a complete you know a, a life of worship that our worship is not just verbal amen that declaration amen is aligned to a truth to a connection within the structures of our heart so we're not just a pharisee proclaiming the right thing amen but our preference is still on our own fleshy kind of ungodly things so we bring it we want amen our soul to be saved so we're in the day of the salvation of the of the soul. So we're looking at every aspect of our soul life, amen, that requires, amen, to be brought under the leadership, under the tutorship, under the administrations of the Holy Spirit. And we've dealt with so many things. I mean, this is our 20th message, 20th series. So if you want to know more about these teachings I've been dealing with for, for a while now, you just go to, you know, our, our, to our site. You can check it on uh, pottersgate.org odd you know you, you you go to your menu you go to menu you go to in, in menu you'll find podcast you you find podcast and broadcast i think that's the that, that's the title on on our site all right just click on it if you click on the logo the ministry logo that's microphone if you click on it it takes you into another link where you can have all the messages all right people have been downloading them you can download them they're for free we don't sell them all right you can do that so let's continue with tracking all right this message that deals with our conscience and the reason for that is because i felt that the environment of our of our conscience is part of our day-to-day -day life that has almost been rejected and neglected and for for various reasons of course because when you when you when you shut down amen, this voice of the conscience basically you have you have you know shut down the intentions of god in terms of your morality so let me let me read one or two uh, um, scriptures and then we'll look at some things that will allow us to have insight into this area 
All right. Second Corinthians chapter one, verse 12. This is more like, you know, a foundational scripture that I quickly want to read. And this is our boast. Our conscience testify that we have conducted ourselves in the world. I want us to know this. This is our boast. This is Paul speaking here. Our conscience testify that we have conducted ourselves in the world and especially in relation to you in holiness and in sincerity that comes from God. Not in a worldly wisdom, but in the grace of God. So you can see, first of all, that Paul is saying that we can stand before God and before our conscience that we have conducted ourselves before the church, before you guys, you know, church, you know, the Corinthian church. All right. That we have conducted ourselves in holiness and in sincerity. In sincerity, we've conducted ourselves. So, in other words, the, the conscience is, is, is more like a judge. It, it tells us, it defines to us. All right. It, it, our conscience is able to, you know, to, 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 to tell us if indeed what we are dealing with, amen, is, is, is true or is false. So the conscience plays a major role, amen, in, in, in umpiring, if you will, our spirituality or umpiring our value system. Let's, let, let's, let, let me read one or two things and then I, I will start, you know, to explain. I'm not going to go into some of the things that we talked about this morning, but we're building, we're building on, amen, the concept of our soul life. Okay, let me just quickly read this uh, uh, this thought that I, I felt is important. We are, we, are in a, we, are, we are in a day of of redemption. And there's the redemption of the soul. All that we know and have gained in the operations, in the, excuse me, in the operational life of our redeemed spirit should now, should now be aligned to the, to the nature and life of the soul. But this can only be possible when our soul faculty has has been weaned amen from the lustful desires and passions of this world all right so we're trying to marry that which we have come to understand in the things of the spirit i hope you understand paul was talking about this in the book of romans he said there are things that i know in my spirit and i will want to carry them out he said but every time i want to do that those things that i know that i believe is right all right from from you know my spiritual life he said, he said, I'm always facing this challenge. I'm always facing this concept where I find myself doing the wrong thing. So, so it's important that we bring our soul, our, you know, our, our spirit, amen, in, 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 in agreement to amen, our soul life. And to be able to do that, we need to find a way where we are able to conquer, where we are able to operate, if you will, in another system, in another law. All right, that supersede the law that governs amen, our fallen nature because that's where the challenge is. Many people understand amen, what is right from what is wrong. The problem is to, to, to leave or to shift from what is wrong and do what is right. That's the problem. That's number one. Secondly, uh, many people have tried amen, to move or shift from what is wrong to what is right by their own ability, by their own strength, by their own power. And they succeeded amen, either for a few months or a few years only for something to something powerful to hit them, you know, hit them, real hit them. And they find themselves drawing back, falling back, amen, giving in. Yes, because you cannot, you, you cannot live amen, a successful spiritual life amen, by the power of you know, positive 
positive thinking by the power of your human will no that thing has to come to a place of of total death all right you have to bring your entire faculty to the place of death all right death then burial you, you understand the principle then resurrection after three days and then ascension the position of ascension is the place where we're giving life where we begin to operate in the new reality in the new life okay of of you know of uh, uh, the new life we have in christ so so the, the the point that we want to you know understand here is our conscience is part of what we need to understand or know in relating to our our redemption in relating to our restoration in relating to living life successfully in accordance to god's divine pattern because god gave us a conscience every human has got a conscience and very soon we're going to start dealing with amen defining the conscience and all that but this aspect amen of our life as humans one of the things that defines us as humans all right uh, you know obviously from animals is the fact that we have conscience and this conscience, amen, was designed, amen, and, and placed there by God from the beginning. That there is this, you know, you know, inner inner life. There's this, you know, uh, if you will, button on the inside, amen. That when we want to do wrong or where we want to do something contrary to the will of God, you know, there is a red light that this this button, this light, you know, this this thing on the inside of us tells us, no, 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 you can't do that. You can't do that. It's there. Every human being has got that thing. And it's called a conscience. Uh, okay, while we're in this, maybe I should just quickly go and begin to define conscience for us. I hope everyone is tracking with me this afternoon. I said the conscience is an inner feeling or a voice viewed as acting as a guide. All right? Yes, the conscience is an inner, inner, inner feeling, a voice, viewed as acting as a guide, amen, De, you know, defining the concept of behavior, particularly when it comes to the area of truth. Now, listen to this again. Conscience amen, is the moral compass, or is the moral compass of God, is the moral compass of God, the creator of of heaven and earth, the creator of life, amen, placed within man, designed to lead him or her towards the direction of what is morally right, truth, and just in the sight of God. Every human, every human being, by default, born into, uh, you know, into, into this world, has got what is called a moral compass. The conscience can be greatly enhanced by regularly acting on the voice and prompt excuse me by regularly acting on his voice and promptings all right and can also be corrupt can be shut down amen can be can be seared amen through continual rejection and disobedience as it is seen in the scripture if you look at uh, uh first timothy chapter 4 verse Two, talked about you know seared conscience in other words you can kill your conscience you can deaden the conscience so that begins to tell us that the conscience amen lives within the faculties of our feelings all right it's it, it, it it's in the realm of how we feel okay you, you we can't we can't say we've got a conscience if we cannot feel 
So you, we can kill the conscience by, by, by searing it with hot iron, like the scripture says. Now, who are those who, who sear their conscience? Obviously, are those who really do not want to hear. They don't want to, you know, they, they, don't, want, they don't want a dimension in them. Uh, they don't want a reality in them that will tell them, okay, that what you're doing is wrong. They don't want that. But you will agree with me that this is not just something that is new to our generation because many of the programs, many of the values and policies all right, that are being promoted today in society in the name of politics and in the name of a free world order, in the name of liberty, in the name of you know democracy, amen, are designed to kill, to deaden the conscience all right, so that people can do what they want to do. And the more you do that, the more you destroy humanity. And when you destroy humanity, you destroy the essence, amen, of, of, of community. You destroy the essence, amen, of, you know, of, of existence. You, de you, you destroy what makes man, you know, you know a, 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 a moral, you know, agent. So that is, that is something that is taking place right now, all right? And we're seeing this, you know, this, you know, uh, uh, this crusade of killing the conscience, all right? So that people no longer feel. And that's why you see things like Halloween, you know. Those are all, you know, programs that have been set aside, designed, amen, to promote a kind of a life, amen, that when you see blood, when children see blood, all right, uh, they, 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 know, they, they, they don't have any feelings, all right? When you see, you know, uh, you know, things being sacrificed, animals being sacrificed, and people being killed, all right, they, they see it as a game. They see it as, and that's why you, I mean, I was listening to uh, um, some news some time ago, and they said today, most teenagers today, most teens, all right, and millennials, they prefer to watch horror movie than action movies. Can you believe that? I mean, you can you can Google that. I mean, most teenagers today, and not just in America, across the globe, particularly in South Africa, they prefer to watch horror movie. Now, you know the kind of things that go on in horror movie. Now, anyone who's got a conscience who suddenly would not want to watch horror movie because you know the kind of things that happen in horror movie. That's why they call it horror but horror movie today has become entertaining, has become entertainment to many people. What, 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 what is the cause of that, or what has led to that? Because, amen, the way you know uh, uh, these things are being promoted, okay, as as you know, as just you know, entertainment, not something that should be appalled, not something that should be rejected. Such that when these things are being carried out in in real life, in human, you know, uh, uh, life experience, people don't have a feeling. That's why you hear, you know, fourteen-year-old will kill their parents, all right? Do crazy things, and you know, you know, we, we live in a day, particularly in South Africa, where you know, satanism, all right, and and, and their sat satanist practice has become the norm. You see what happened in you know in, in the school in KwaZulu Natal with what that guy drew. So those are becoming norms. So when you take Halloween's and the dressing of witchcraft and you know you know and and and, and mermaids and you know uh, you dress like you know somebody who is sucking blood and all this thing and you dress like that you say well this is just fun. All that amen is to deaden the conscience is to is to kill something that makes people look at things like that and say what is this. Today is becoming entertainment. They're becoming entertaining, all right, and and that is done, you know, you know, uh, deliberately to, you know, to bring human human humanity to a point where they become more like a beast, 
you know, beasts don't have a, you know, they, they, they don't have a feeling. They don't look at things like that. It's like, what's this? No. So, so we've got to understand that one of the things that the Spirit of the Lord, amen, is dealing with, amen, is how to reclaim back our humanity because with, without our humanity, expressing spirituality will become, you know, a difficult thing. And that's very important. All right. So let's, let's, let's go back to some of the things that we're, we're looking at. The conscience is an inner feeling, a voice viewed as acting as a guide, amen, to behavior. All right? If, 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 if you don't have that inner compass, it, that inner nudging, that inner, you know, concept of right and wrong, if you cannot look at things that are wrong and say, no, but that's wrong, all right, that's wrong. That's not right. Okay, that, nah, that, that, that you shouldn't do things like this. Once you no longer have that kind of a feeling, then you are at the point of entering, you know, the realm of the abyss. You are at the point of entering that dark, dark alley where Satan, all right, begins to harvest you, uh, you know, as an instrument to be used. And like I said, you know, uh, you know, on, on my timeline, you know, things like, you know, uh, your your Halloween, you know, these are all guys, you know, that have been designed, amen, to harvest, you know, children, you know, and 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 bring them into cultism and bring them into the practice of satanism. So if you think, well, this is just fun, this is just, you know, a uh, 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 trick or treat, like they were saying, no, 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 you have you are you are being lured into, you know, into a dimension of a life, amen, that begins to destroy. Amen. The structure, amen, of of your of your not just of your spirituality, but the structure of your humanity, because you know in your in your conscience you find that understand that capacity that reality of of showing you know care and love and 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 and, and goodness. Basically, our conscience leads us to a point where we're able to understand the ways of God, the things of God, amen, the, the, the demand of God, even before we give our life to Jesus Christ. I made a statement here. One of the things that makes this topic, the concept, concept of conscience, highly important is the fact that we see the voice of conscience active before and after the cross of redemption. So we see a conscience playing a key role before the concept of salvation, redemption. We see conscience, amen, being, and I'm going to show you a scripture right now. So the role, the role the human conscience play during the Old Testament era is amazing. And even during, amen, what is known as the Dark Age. I mean, if you, if you, if you, if you read history, there was a period called the Dark Age where, I mean, evil was unleashed amen into 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 society particularly through the roman catholic church where they did all kinds of things that were contrary to the standard of god to the standard of you know god's ways all right but even in those period we still find men amen who lived life based on their conscience and refused to give in amen to the lies of the enemy every human being regardless of uh, uh, the fact that you don't know the truth or you don't have, you know, the facts. Something deep within your heart will tell you that thing is wrong. That's your conscience speaking. That thing you are doing, that thing you're about to do is wrong. But you see, because we live in a society that says, 
if you feel, isn't it what society said today? If you feel like doing it, if you want to do it, go ahead and do it. It's your right. Now listen to this. Not everything that is your right, you are permitted to do. Not everything, in fact, not everything that feels right is right. And not everything people call entertainment is indeed entertainment. Ignorance is bringing destruction to the life of many people. Like I was sharing some time ago. Many people have ignorantly exposed their life to witchcraft. To demonic operations. And you wonder why things are not working for you. You wonder where this problem amen, is always happening. Particularly at a period of, at, you know, at a circle of your life. Every time in December. Every time in January. Every time amen, in November. Every time in September. You always face this same problem. And you wonder, but why me? No, you should look back into your life. You can trace amen, the circle. You allow certain things into your life. And because you allow those things into your life, the enemy always come at the due time, amen, to reap his harvest. So you want to stop those things? You want to stop those behavior? You want to, I mean, there, there are certain people, there's a particular period of their life that they just feel depressed. They, they don't even know why they're depressed. They don't know why they're depressed. They are, they are so depressed that, you know, the next thing that comes to their mind is suicide. They want to kill themselves. There are certain people, I mean, at a period of their life, everything they've worked for, somehow, it just fizzles away. They lose it. If it's money, it goes. They don't know what happened to the money. It's like the money just, you know, you know, grew wings and fly away. And they wonder, what happened to me? No, if you look deep into your life, there are points, there are places where you allow certain things into your life. And in, before the spirit, your conscience was telling you there was, there was a red flag, amen, Say, don't do that thing. There was a red you know, light saying, don't do that thing, don't do that thing. But you refuse because society says, it's your right, go ahead. Don't you understand, for every decision we make, there are consequences. This is the heart of spirituality. For every decision we make, there are consequences. And there's nothing like, well, I, I, I didn't know about it. No, if you're mature enough. In fact, there are decisions that were made on our behalf while we were growing up by our parents that we're suffering today because we lack insight into those things. That's why sometimes you need to take time to fast. What, what would be the purpose of the fast? God, is there anything in my life that I've inherited that, that, you know, that has become part of my life, okay, that is causing all kinds of, you know, a, a wrong, you know, relationship and reactions in my life that I'm not aware of, things that I, were, I, I was born into that I, I, I was not aware of, all right, but today they, they have influence over my life. Lord, I want you to expose this thing. I'm laying down my life. I'm taking this one day, two days, three days to wait on you so those things can be exposed. Yes, you need this kind of prayer. But if you're going to this church, they will tell you, oh, hallelujah, everything is well. Guess what? You will be going through the circle of defeat, amen, and you will never know what is wrong with you. Because those pastors, too, and leaders, they themselves need to do that. They need to go through a period of praying and say, God, open my eyes. Now, I'm not telling you what I've not done. So, uh, this is, I'm not, I'm not an hypocrite. I tell you what I have practiced, what I know works. You'll be surprised. The things that God will begin to open your eyes to see 
Amen. To realize on the third day of your fasting. You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised some of the dreams that you're going to be having about yourself. That you need to deal with. Yes. Because listen to this. The life we live are more of a spiritual reality than materialism. We pursue material things. We, we, we are so connected to emotional material things. But the things that are governing, the things that are regulating our life have spiritual amen, connotation. And for you to be able to deal with them, they say this one cannot go except by prayer and fasting. So fasting can bring certain things that are locked into your life. Certain things that are there in comatose. Certain things that, you know, they're just there, dead. You think they're dead. No, they're waiting for their circle. They're waiting for another, you know, one year. Or sometimes they happen in three years. Sometimes it's five years. There are families that they get married, you know, by the fifth year. The, 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 the marriage must, must scatter. And you don't understand what's going on. But you can see the thing happen to your uncle. You see the thing happen to your nephew. You see that same thing happen to you. Now the thing is coming to meet you. And you're wondering what's going to come out. You need to take time and fast. And break the hold amen, of the enemy over your life. I'm dealing with conscience. All right. Uh, I, I know I've dealt into some things, but let's 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 take it back. Let's let's recapture what we're trying to deal with. Okay, so the conscience is an inner feeling; it's a voice viewed as acting, amen, as an umpire, is acting as a guide, amen, leading you through the path of truth, leading you on the right path, amen, to behave. The conscience is a moral compass, you know, a moral compass lead you to your true north. It gives you direction, all right? It tells you, you know, you know what some people call it a gut, you know, a gut feeling. You, you just have that feeling on the inside. This thing is right. It's a conscience. And, you know, a lot of people have tried to build their life just around how they feel. No, you cannot build your life just based on a conscience. Because I'm going, in fact, let me quickly show you one or, one or two scriptures while we're on this now. Let's go to um, Genesis chapter, chapter 20. Genesis chapter 20. Knowledge is power. Genesis chapter 20. Let's look at the life of a man called Abimelech. And let's see how conscience play out in, this, in the life of this man. Genesis chapter 20 verse 1. Now Abraham journeyed from there to the region of to the region of the Negev and settled between Kedish and Shaw. While he was staying in Giria, Abraham said to his wife Sarah, she Abraham, Abraham said to his wife Sarah, she is my sister. So Abimelech So Abimelech, king of Giria, had Sarah brought to him. So Abimelech, amen, had Sarah brought to him. Why? Because Abraham said that uh, um, you know Sarah his wife amen is his sister one night however God came to Abimelech in a dream and told him so God can speak to us through dreams you better believe it God can speak to us through dreams particularly in an in an avenue in an area where people are not spiritually mature where people cannot hear God where people cannot you know, uh, you know, process the things of the spirit. In most cases, God will speak to people through dreams. And that's why, you know, in the Old Testament and just, you know, uh, in the beginning of the New Testament, you see that the, the, the ministry of dreams were, were very, 
you know, a, a rampant. Yes, God will speak to, you know, to, to, to Joseph and uh, to, uh, uh, you know, to Mary. Always speaking to them through dreams, through dreams. Yes, you know, dream is one area that is good in terms of God speaking, but also shows us that we are not too spiritually mature to understand or to process the things of God. So God speaks to us through dreams. All right. So there's nothing wrong, amen, by you know, by, by God using dream to speak to us. So the Bible says one night, however, God came to Abimelech in a dream and told him, you are as good as dead because of the woman you, you have taken. She is a married woman. Now Abimelech had not gone into her, into Sarah. She, she replied, Lord, would you destroy a nation even though the nation is innocent? Because God, God was ready to judge Abimelech for taking Abraham's wife. Now, it wasn't the fault of Abimelech. Abraham said, she's my sister. If she's your sister, you can't be married to your sister. That should be the general belief. But even though Abraham was partially right, yes. But guess what? Abraham, Sarah was Abraham's wife. We all know that. But we know why Abraham said that because he was afraid all right, that they might kill him, you know, uh, uh, for, for his wife. And I believe Sarah must be a very good looking woman. So, so Abimelech, uh, had, you know, where am I? Yes. Now Abimelech had not gone into her. So he replied, Lord, would you destroy a nation even though it is innocent? So uh, one wrong act can actually bring a nation into you know, a, a, an atmosphere of, of judgment in, in, into, you know, God's judgment. Didn't Abraham tell me she is my sister? That's verse 5. And she herself said, he is my brother. I have done this in the integrity of my heart. Now listen to this. Abimelech said, I have done this in the integrity of my heart and the innocency of my hand. Then God said to Abimelech, and God said to Abimelech in, in a dream, Yes, I know that you, you did this. In Listen to this. Yes, I know that you did this with a clear conscience. And so I have kept you from sinning against me. Not against Abraham, but against me. We've got to understand that, amen. God's judgment is universal. God is a, God is a universal God. All right? So somebody said, well, that, that law that God gave does not apply to me. Oh, sorry, you made a big mistake. Amen. God's law applies to everyone because he's the creator of the heavens and the earth. Every human must surrender, must subject themselves under the lordship of Christ. So it's not about, well, if just for those born again people, after I'm not a Christian, I don't care if you're a Shinto, I don't care if you are Hindu, amen, if you're a Buddhist, amen. Listen to this. God's law applies to all human. And God said to Abimelech in a dream, yes, I know that you did this with a clear conscience. So the point that I'm making is, Abimelech had a clear conscience, had a good conscience, but his conscience, amen, was not good enough. The integrity of his conscience was not good enough, amen, in preventing God, earlier from coming to him to say, Abimelech, I'm about to judge you. So the point that I'm making is, we can have a good conscience, but a good conscience does not replace 
redemption and salvation. But a good conscience will at least help us to begin to understand that something is wrong. That's the point that I'm making. A good conscience, amen, will bring us to a knowledge, will bring us, will flag that thing, you know, from our heart and say, hey, something is not right here. That, no, that's not right. A, a, you know, a good conscience will allow us to understand, amen, the values, the moral values, the moral standard of God, which is something today, unfortunately, that is being killed. And this is the reason why I believe God wants us to flag this thing. It is important, amen, that we listen, that we respond, amen, to that voice, to that conscience, to that voice of our conscience, to that nudging, amen, to that feelings, amen, that says, that's not right. You can't do that. You can't think that thing. You you can't say that thing. You know, in a day where people don't see lie as lie. Yeah? Well, I just have to. Uh, well, no. But you know, your conscience is telling you don't say, don't say that thing. Don't go to that party. Because it's morally wrong. Let's even forget about the consequence. It's morally wrong. Now, that's what conscience does. Conscience keeps us abreast, amen, with what is morally right and what is morally wrong. Conscience brings us to the point where we realize what is accepted from what is rejected. Particularly in a day where the world system says, no, if it feels right, go ahead, do it. That is something that is going to lead us to destruction. God said, yes. The reason why I'm coming to you is because of the integrity of your heart, because of the conscience of your heart. But you better return this woman, amen, to her husband. So, friends, the point is, we, we, we may say, well, it feels okay, so I'm just going to go ahead and do it. You can't build your life on how you feel. You can't build your decision, amen, on how you feel. Your feelings can be wrong. You can feel right. But it, it, it may be wrong. Not everything that feels right, amen, that, that, that is truly right. And not everything that feels wrong is wrong. Sometimes you feel, you feel bad about certain decision, but it's actually right. You know, one of the things that many people today don't know how to do is to say no. When they know that uh -uh, this thing is not right. So you say no, but you're feeling bad because you don't want to hurt the people. You don't want to hurt their feeling. But you know amen, that what you're saying, in fact, is right. So when you build your life, amen, on just feelings and, and not build it on the morality around the feelings, you're going to end up, amen, making bad decisions. That's the point that I'm making. So let's look at another scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24 to 27. No, no, let's, let's not read this scripture for now. Let's look at something else. Let's, let's look at a point here. The conscience, as we know, is part of man's faculty. And the role... The conscience play, amen, in the character of, 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 of behavior is critical in terms of defining the true moral and spiritual developments of man. Alright? There's hardly any decision we make without a direct involvement, amen, of our conscience. 
our conscience is so powerful that it can literally serve as the voice of God to us in a situation where people never in a situation where people have never heard the opportunity to receive a clear that you know direct word of God as a guiding light or as a guide amen to given decision unfortunately today the human the, the human conscience with other faculties have been I've been going through an immense attack from the new age satanic ide ideologies pervading society today. This is this is not a new problem, all right? As we can see, it's a problem that has been there from the beginning. And what what what, what why, why am I saying this? If you go to the book of uh, um, if you go to the book of Romans, I'm not sure if I'm going to have the time to read Romans today. But the book of Romans begin to explain to us. In fact, it's important that we read that. But I think I'm just going to begin to kind of round up right now because we've done an hour plus. All right. But if you if you read Romans chapter one and Romans chapter two, you will see where the idea of, you know, conscience plays a major role in terms of, you know, God's moral standard. Because in the book of Romans, Paul began to deal with this issue where because of the, the, the passion and the longing and the desire of you know of the people under you know uh, uh, the Old Testament in fact of you know not just the people under the Old Testament we talk about a general concept of human society human development there's a point where people began to say well we don't want to adhere to the standard of God and we can begin to read that from the book of Romans uh, excuse me book of Genesis chapter 6 where the Bible says the sons of God you know saw the sons of men that they were fair and they went into them. So you begin to understand where these issues of perversion, immorality, you know, sexual perversion, ungodliness, wickedness, and the rest alike, amen, you know, uh, 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 came to be was when, you know, these sons of God, the, the Namphilims, like they call them, and they went into the daughters of men. And obviously these are fallen angels. And maybe what I'm going to do tomorrow or maybe later today is to actually read amen, the account of, of Paul in, in, in Romans chapter 1 and chapter 2 because it gives us a vivid understanding of where man began to take a different turn in terms of amen, uh, 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 his morality. Man, man no longer wants to walk and live in accordance to God's moral, moral code, moral standard, moral values. So they began to do you know, what, you know, what, they, what, they, what they feel. The Bible says man began to lust after man. All right. Women start lusting after women. All that speaks into amen, the, 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 the destruction, amen, the, the, you know, the, the, the collapse amen, of the morality, of the values of man, which impacts the conscience of man to the point the Bible says then God gave them up to their own passion and desire. Because you know, the, the, the conscience is to be able to tell you what is morally right from what is morally wrong. Now, if you begin to accept what is morally wrong, what you're doing is that you are deadening, you are killing. Healing, amen. You are, you are, you are, you are, if you will, you, 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 you're stopping, amen, the voice of God that speaks through your conscience, amen, to guide you and to lead you. And there's a point where you can actually completely kill the voice of your conscience. And I believe that's the point where so many people today who are into this globalist, humanistic, new age order, all right, have gotten into. 
where they begin to come up with all kinds of ideas and all kinds of philosophy that that when you look at this thing you ask yourself what what is wrong with man how how come amen we, we found ourselves you know in this kind of position of existence I mean, there's, there's a law that is going to be, in fact, I believe it's already been passed, but I know they're fighting it right now, that next year, all right, they're going to be teaching our schools, you know, our children, you know, our pupils from, from age, you know, from age four to six, they're going to be teaching them certain things about sexuality, all right, that are completely contrary. In fact, I have, I've watched, I've watched the documentary of these things, all right, that has been coined together put together by these ungodly people who are looking for some kind of you know a, a progressive concept of sexuality that today all right teen you know teen not even teens children all right will, will, will be introduced to some god ungodly sexual you know uh, you know uh, 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 you know values and philosophy that would destroy their sexuality destroy because you see your identity starts with your sexuality if the devil can can make you uh, can can bring you to a point where your sexuality is destroyed it destroys your identity and that's why today you find you know you know uh, young young boys young girls you know particularly in america today who 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 are seeking for, you know, this concept of, you know, tra transgender. They want to be transgender. I mean, this thing is destroying society. Now, you will agree with me that the reason for all this is you, you, you destroy the conscience of man. You, you deaden the conscience of man. Suddenly, you make man like a zombie because he no longer have a conscience. He cannot think for himself. He can't feel. He doesn't know what he wants. And that's why you find a lot of teenagers today having problem with their sexuality because your sexuality is connected with your identity. So when somebody somebody lies to you or destroy your sexuality, they've destroyed your identity and vice versa. If somebody can tell you and tell you, you know, tell you that your identity is something else, guess what? It impacts your sexuality. That's why you realize that the concept of sexuality is directly connected to identity vice versa now all that is to destroy our humanity all that is to destroy amen what makes us unique amen not just in in, in the sight of god but before ourselves and all this we can trace amen into you know uh, uh, this concept of unbridled freedom so it's important that we understand what the Spirit of God amen, is, is emphasizing. Because listen friends, if we don't deal with this area, a lot of people today waking up and say, well, I've been in, uh, 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 into this relationship all right, for 20 years. Suddenly I woke up and I'm realizing, wait a minute, I've been lied to. All right. I mean, I'm reading, I'm seeing a lot of people on YouTube who, who are seeking freedom, all right, from lesbianism, all right, from homosexual. Yes, there are a lot of people today. Now, the church needs to be ready for this. Many people are still not ready for this thing. Now, the point, but the point that I'm making is before this thing begins to impact our children or begin to impact our own lives, maybe you know people that are struggling and suffering from these things, we need to begin to help them to understand that this thing, they were not born with it. This thing is not something earlier that God designed or ordained for them. There's a lie. Now, if you believe in a lie, there is nothing as powerful as believing in a lie outside God. Let me repeat what I've just said. There is nothing as powerful as believing in a lie outside believing in God. Listen to this. If you believe in a lie, what you have believed, amen, begins to take the shape or the form, amen, of that lie. So if somebody can lie to you and say, well, 
you know, you you you're not born. You 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 you're not a girl. You're a, you're a guy. All right. So you're just trapped in the body of a girl, and you begin to believe that. Listen to this. Because of that lie, your body, the hormones, your body system begins to adjust to that lie. That's how powerful a lie is. And this is the problem that is happening today. Because till today, there is no scientific proof to say somebody was born a woman, all right, a girl, all right, and suddenly found herself desiring. I mean, people can have a desire of, you know, all kinds of, you know, passions and desire. And, and we can talk about that because that is another topic on its own that deals with amen, the openings. Remember I talked about the openings. There are certain doors we have opened into our life or even our parents have, you know, you know, our genealogy, you know, our you know, family lineage, you know, bloodline have opened us. Listen to this. If there is homosexual in a family and that thing is not dealt with, there's a tendency that every person, all right, in that family who has a connection to that person who has that you know passion and desire will also reflect and begin to desire that thing there's the tendency that you know you begin to you know because that thing is already in the blood like particularly if it is somebody that you know uh, is a bit older all right because you know evil this this ungodly spirit they they they, they get themselves to be transferred from one generation to a, to another they they're in the bloodline all right they're in the bloodline all right uh, and listen to this the concept of being an homosexual or a lesbian is not different from somebody suffering from lust. It's the same spirit. It's not different from somebody where, you know, the person is hooked on alcohol. It's the same spirit. It's just amen, manifesting in different dimensions of character. All right. So we, we've got to be able to trace. Now, the point, the point that I'm making is if we don't open our heart and open, you know, our, you know, our mind to the word of God, to the truth of God, we will continue to live our life being benchmarked by a lie. And if you believe in a lie, the lie becomes the truth to you. The lie becomes the truth. Now, the, 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 the worst thing you want to do is to live your life in a lie and believe the lie is the truth. And that's why God said, how will they hear the gospel if there are no preachers? And how will they hear if no one is sent to them? That's why I've been sent. That's why you're hearing what you're hearing. So that you can begin to, you know, look at these things and begin to process them. And begin to ask yourself questions. Am I living in a lie? Or this person in my life, that person, my sister, brother, cousin, nephew, are they living in a lie? And stop praying for them even if you cannot tell them. And, you know, because you've got to confront people in love. You know, this is not something you pounce on people and begin, no, no. But we can begin, amen, by reclaiming the conscience. Because once our conscience comes alive, it then allows the Holy Spirit, amen, to speak to us. Because sometimes we want, we want to hear God, but the voice, the directions to which the, you know, the Spirit of God can speak has been blocked, has been deadened, has been killed. The conscience can be the voice of the Holy Spirit to us. And one of the things we need to do is to awaken, amen, this voice. And to do that is to begin to practice what is right. And we're going to look at that you know, when, when I come online again. We're going to look at how we can enhance the voice of our conscience. How we can reawaken our conscience. Amen. One easy way to reawaken your conscience is to start loving the truth. Don't get angry when you hear the truth. Accept it. Even if it, it sounds painful. I mean... One of the things that have helped me, you know, 
at least to this point that I, I've gotten to, is when I start hearing the truth, though it was painful, it was difficult, but I began to say, Lord, I love this truth. I want to hear this truth. I want more of this truth. And that desire began to open my spirit, open my life, amen, open my, my entire faculty, amen, to God's principle, to God's ways, to God's dealing. But if you shut yourself from truth, if, if you hear something and you begin to, you know, express hatred and begin to express, express anger and you begin to express dislike, what you're doing is empowering and reinforcing that lie, all right? And, and every time you hear something that deals with that, you just shut yourself. Now, when you do that, it's difficult, amen, to come into the scope of freedom. So one of the things you want to do is to love the truth. I mean, I was a lover of truth. Even though I found it very challenging, amen, to, to begin to practice, but I loved it. This is true because my conscience bear witness. I mean, what I'm saying right now, your conscience will be bearing witness and say, you know what that man is talking about is true. It is true. Nothing but the truth. You start from that. You start nodding. Yes, yes it is the truth. I accept is, is the truth. And I'm going to find my way to live by this truth. Once you begin to make that decision, then you have begun amen, on a good note. But if you allow the enemy to tell, to tell you, don't listen, don't listen. That is a lie. That's, not, that's the devil trying to shut your voice, the voice of your conscience. Amen. So we will continue, hopefully, I'm not sure if I'm going to come back this evening, but if I can come back this evening, certainly, or oh, tomorrow, Isaiah, you don't want to tempt people now. <laughs> tomorrow is World Cup. <laughs> All right. Don't let me create trouble for myself. But we'll see how it goes. If, if, if I'm not going to come online tomorrow, then uh, 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 we'll come online on Sunday. <laughs> yes, it's South Africa playing England tomorrow. I want to believe that the entire South Africa is going to be shut down. <laughs> maybe, maybe the internet might even be shut down. I'm just, I'm just joking. But I, I'm going to stop here, friends. Thank you so much, my dear brother, uh, uh, Pastor Israel. Sorry, I'm just about rounding up now. I, I don't want, you know, this teaching to, to hit an hour, fifty minutes. All right, but I, I believe that we've been able to share some important principle here. All right. We're dealing with the concept of conscience, spirituality, and biblical standard. All right, we're, we're going to be looking at this. So we, we already saw this afternoon that it's important that we have conscience. It's important we keep our conscience alive. But our conscience also, amen, cannot you know lead us into you know truth. As much as conscience can tell us it's wrong, don't do it. But guess what? Conscience is not the final arbiter for what is right and wrong. It's the spirit of God. Because here is Abimelech, amen, the king of Giria, amen, who was almost, you know, uh, marrying, you know, uh, uh, another man's wife, Sarah, because, you know, the husband said, she's my, she's my sister. And I mean, I mean, and uh, he was right, you know, in terms of loving the woman there's nothing stopping you from loving a woman at at, at least the the, the 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 you know the, the man said she's my sister so he made a proposal all right and he was almost going into her the lord came to this guy in a dream and said you don't want to do that you're a dead man if you do it so 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 we can see that it's not enough amen to have you know conscience to you know to 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 know or to hear that something is wrong 
Amen. We need the voice of the Spirit of God. We need the Holy Spirit. We need the instructions of God to guide us and to lead us. So we don't just build our life amen, on just mere conscience. All right. And we're going to look further on that. But the next time I come on air, I want to believe somehow many of the things that we've said today, something has dropped in your spirit. I want to believe that somehow you have received something that you can hold on to that can at least begin to minister to you in terms of, amen, developing that capacity within the scope of our, you know, emotions, our, spirit, our, you know, our, our soul faculty, because that's what we want to do. We want every aspect of our life, spiritual and body, amen, to come into divine union and harmony with God. We're seeking for a life of divine integration. So that when we stand, amen, we can stand and proclaim the will of God without any form of distortion in our life. Thank you so much, everyone, this uh, um, afternoon for connecting with me. I really appreciate I see you. Thank you, man of God. Pastor Israel, thank you. Thank you, Abigail. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much, uh, uh, Salome. Thank you so much, my dear sister. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, uh, Nitram, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for connecting. Amen. Hendrik, thank you so much. My dear sister Shola, thank you so much. Uh, uh, Pastor Edgar, thank you. My dear brother Shane, thank you so much. Everyone, thank you for connecting. Vanessa, thank you. Jephthah, thank you so much for connecting. Ricardo, thank you so much. And everyone, Abigail, thank you so much. Amen. Amen. David Adams, thank you. Amen. Pastor Akin, thank you so much. Wow. Thank you, everyone, for connecting. I hope somehow that I've been able to drop something in your spirit. Amen. Even though many of the things that I say may not make sense, but I hope that you're able to pick something because that's the most important thing. That you hold on to something, you pick something that is relevant to you, that you can apply. Thank you, everyone. I respect every one of you, and I honor your, com your commitment and your connection with me. May the Lord continue to strengthen us. May he continue to give us a passion and a, and a desire, amen, to go on with him. May we not live our life, amen, at the borderline of what men today have defined to be Christianity. May we continue to seek a life, amen, beyond the veil. We want to be able to press into that life in the Father, amen, that bring pleasure to his holy name. That's our desire. That's my desire. We want to be part of that company, amen, of the remnant who will stand to proclaim, amen. The day of the Lord. Let's come. Let's continue to pro, you know progress in that heal of the Lord. Let's continue to declare, proclaim, Amen. The voice of the Lord amidst the present darkness. Thank you, everyone. Have yourself a wonderful afternoon. God bless you. Hope to see you soon again. Thank you. Bye bye.